Hi, this is Damon Pistolka, host of the Faces of Business podcast, where we talk to interesting people about life and business. We cover their backgrounds, obstacles they've encountered, and find out what drives them. Along the way, our guests share nuggets you can use to drive your success. Reach me directly, D-A-M-O-N at ExitYourWay.us, or check out our website, ExitYourWay.us, for more information. I hope you enjoy our show. All right, everyone, welcome once again to the Exit Your Way Roundtable. With me today, I've got Jeff Baedo um, with Enjoy Global, and uh, just happy to have you here, Jeff. So great to be here, Damon. Thank you. Yeah, well, you know, it's uh, Pete Alexander. I just want to give him a shout out here. Uh, Professor Pete Alexander. Professor Pete. Yeah, Professor Pete. Uh, I always laugh because Professor Pete lives 20 miles from me and we have not seen each other. <laughs> so oh. <laughs> it's so funny. But he lives across the sound here. And uh, so water has separated us for a while. But we are getting together this fall. Good, so, good, good, good. But he, he you were he had you on his uh, his podcast and, and yep. we connected after that. And, and now now you're here today. But what we'd really like to do is is learn more about you, Jeff, and, and where where does it really start with you, and how do you go from getting a, uh, as we talked a little bit ago, a master's in spiritual psychology to running, uh, you know, founding and running Enjoy uh, Global today? Sure. Well, I'm, I, if you don't mind, I'll give you a little bit further back backdrop than that. Um, That's even my, my story starts, uh, you know, so eighth grade, I was whatever that is, 12, 13 years old. And I had what was what was kind of clinically diagnosed as a bad attitude. Um, I was that <laughs> kid. Uh, I'm from a small town and in, in, I'm from a small town in Wisconsin, um, you know, 9000 people. And uh, and my dad, to his credit, instead of writing it off to those terrible kind of preteen yeah. teen years, um, he gave me uh, a, t- a tape, a cassette tape back then, Earl Nightingale's The Strangest Secret in the World. I reluctantly listened to it. And then I listened to it uh, again and again and again. It was the first time that I had ever heard uh, anyone speak about goals, uh, mindset, the power of our mind, uh, the power of what we put in it. And um, and, and that put me on a course. I, be, I uh, then during high school, never listened to music. I was only, I was a self-help kid. I listened to everything wow. I could get my hands on. And I was the most positive kid in my hometown by a lot. Uh, there weren't very many kids, but but by, but by uh, in, in terms of that, I was I was very steeped in that. And that really formed um, kind of a foundation for for uh, me. And and uh, ultimately, that'll that'll play a role in, in how we got to uh, to enjoy here. That is something. Yeah, I mean, because you, you know, you you. You don't hear about someone's story like that often, that they were impacted by a, a speaker like that at an early age. And then it affected you that much throughout high school. I then got Zig Ziglar's um, like See You at the Top series, seven seven cassette yep. tapes. And during high school, I could have, uh, if he was ever sick or had a, you know, a voice, if, if his he ever lost his voice, I could have substituted. I knew every word of every single cassette uh, by heart. And, and uh, I don't think I could have done it with his Southern accent, but, um, yeah. but I would have sounded like I'm from Wisconsin, but I would have got through it, uh, got through it pretty well. So yeah, I lived Zig and, and Tony Robbins had just come on, Dennis Waitley. Yeah. Uh, all those guys became, um, you know, serious mentors for me at that age. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, that's something I, I, when you talk about Zig Ziglar, my grandfather used to listen to Zig Ziglar in a car and, and I, you know, the tape, like you said, the yep. tape in the car. And, and I still remember that. And really the accent, the accent was always the thing that was a, a true, uh, really telltale. So, so you, you did that in high school and, and what, what brought you then to California? Well, um, you know, when you grow up in Wisconsin, I won't say it's for everybody, but for me, uh, yeah. Southern California was like heaven. I mean, it was a dreamland. I, I remember, um, it wasn't California, but it was a warm, my, my grandparents had moved to Florida, uh, when I was in, I don't know, fourth grade. And it was the first time we went to visit them for, um, Easter break. And it was the first time I was ever on a plane and it was March and it was three feet of snow and 20 below. And we got up in the middle of the night and it was awful. And uh, we got on a plane and three hours later, we land in, in, in Fort Myers, get off the plane and it's sunny and 70. And it was like a John Woo movie, like doves flying out of the, you know, yeah. just, it was just beautiful. And, and I was like, Oh my goodness, this is amazing. And then it hit me uh, my parents knew about this place. Like they, they knew about places and they, ch they chose to live in Wisconsin. So I, I love them. Uh, but from that moment on, I never trusted them with any major decisions in my life. That was, uh, but I, I, I tell you, I say that because uh, in my mind, I always had, and it, whether it was from a movie or something, but Southern California was always this just idyllic, uh, yeah. you know, location in the world. And it kind of is, but um, so it wasn't until much later that I got a chance to be out here, but uh, it was always a dream. That is, that is funny you say that because uh, a fellow Midwesterner growing up, you know, he, my parents are still there as well. I, I, they, they go they talk about the winters and they just say it's not so bad. And I'm like, well, okay, <laughs> I guess if that's the way you have to look at it. Yeah, but you're right there. Well, that's cool. So you've been out in California for a while now, and and uh, so, like like I said, so how. Talk about that transition after you're, you know, in college and then beyond yeah. to kind of get to where you're going today. Yeah. So um, short, uh, I'll try to make this uh, short, but basically I, I did go to school in the Midwest as I had only applied to faraway schools uh, that were like in warm places, but I ended up going to a small school in St. Paul, Minnesota, the only place that was colder than where I actually grew yeah. up. Yeah. Um, but uh, a lot of reasons brought me there. And uh, finally, when I graduated, I was so excited to go somewhere warm. I moved to Mexico, ended up teaching English there. Uh, oh, wow. I and then, um, which was great. And then I wanted to stay traveling, but, uh, you know, earning pesos in Mexico wasn't, yeah. uh, that wasn't going to work for long term. So I, I got, came back and I ended up getting a job that sent me to Europe. And so I spent a couple of years in Europe uh -huh. uh, working over there, um, which was amazing. That was, uh, that was a great way. I had been there in college, but it was very different when you have a corporate expense account. That's, that's a better yeah. way to see. That's a better way to see Europe. Yes. Um, and so, but then I, I really wanted, I was entrepreneurial by heart. And, uh, so I had, had been kind of longing for that and got a chance with my best friend from high school or from college and his brother-in-law. Um, they had started a, a company, a, a computer, um, a video game publishing company. So in mm -hmm. Austin, Texas, and, um, I ended up joining them as a partner and, so I was in the video game industry for about five years in my twenties. And it was one of those fun stories. Like we started oh, yeah. in, in an attic and then we got a little bit bigger office. Then we got a bigger yeah. office. And, um, so that was, uh, my first foray into technology and it was just a great world. But at the end of that, it's, uh, you know, I love video games for a lot of reasons, but it wasn't what I was put here for. And, and I would, yeah. I would wake up every six months and be like, this isn't, this isn't the thing. Like, um, 
and then I met, uh, fortuitously, I met uh, a, a young woman who had just graduated from and got her master's in spiritual psychology from this program in Santa Monica, California. And um, I couldn't believe that was a real program. She had read every book I had ever read. She was like just amazing to be in her presence. And I just, whatever that was, I just wanted more of that. And so she introduced me to the program. I applied and it was, uh, and, and then I enrolled for the next year. And that, that brought me to California. Um, okay. along with the, along with a girl at, at the time, there was uh there was a girl, there's, there's usually a girl involved. So yeah, that, that, that yeah. happens from time to time. Yeah. And so when I got out here, um, I did my, uh, actually I have two younger brothers. They were, they had beat me out here. They were both out here in, uh, different, different capacities, but I went through a, an amazing program, master's in spiritual psychology. Uh, that's a very California degree. My parents still have no idea what that is. Yeah. Um, but it was a beautiful program where, um, you know, we used ourselves as guinea pigs for two years to really, to really uh, dissect our lives, what was working, where our what our beliefs were, how we could, um, you know, change and create from from the belief level. And it was, you know, over the I just met some amazing people, became very steeped in what was possible uh, personally, and um, you know, kind of went on a journey there. So. Uh, that uh, coming out of that, I started coaching. I built up a coaching practice um, with corporate, you know, corporate people. Those that was yeah. my crowd uh, yeah. who wanted more balance in their life. Like they were successful, had money, but they wanted to get in better shape or better relationships. But the problem with coaching was you can. There's only so many. There's only so many hours in a week, and you yeah. can really, yeah. you really top out pretty quickly. And I miss technology, and uh, so I was excited. Um, at the time, my brother and I tried doing something together with our, our first version of a platform that would help people create uh, healthy habits. Um, that went a little ways. And then we, uh, he was, he's an amazing chiropractor and Bit was building his practice. So he got busy there. I got a few corporate clients and that got me into corporate America. And uh -huh. then, then I met my business partner and um, Linda uh, Lore, she's, uh, has an, has had an amazing business career and we hit it off. She had just left being the CEO of Fredericks of Hollywood. I don't know if you know that uh, company, but yeah. it's, yeah. So she, and she was, she had a storied, uh, you know, kind of corporate career, had run lots of large organizations um, in her tenure, uh, but had left Fredericks and was looking for her next thing. She was consulting, but kind of wanted to make a bigger impact than just working with a few people in the C-suite. Well, it took us about a year uh, to kind of figure out how we wanted to work together, but we netted out figuring, realizing that we could use the same technology platform that we were, that I had, that we were using to help people form physical uh, well-being yeah. habits in terms of leadership and and uh, essential soft skills and all those things. And we started putting that together. We had a great team of developers that helped us. And yeah, uh, yeah we and then we got going there. So that was the beginnings. Those were the beginnings of Enjoy Global. And that so, was eight, eight years ago. Yeah, that was eight years ago. Yeah. So if, if now you so eight years down the road, if you could go back and tell your 2013 you or 2012 you whenever that started, what what would you what would you tell Jeff? I think all at any stage of my life, if I was able to go back, I would tell myself to relax a little bit more. Like I, I, I really, yeah. you know, there's always been an anxiety around the future for me, and I don't know where exactly that stems from, but you know, um, but I think it's pretty common, and I think for it me, is. the idea of being able to relax into the moment, knowing that growth is going to take time, that uh, you know, that life unfolds and things aren't going to go the way that I wanted to, wanted them to all the time. And, and it's okay. And, um, and just to relax into 
the present moment. That would, I think from where I am now, that would have been great advice at any age uh, in the past for me. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. And, and uh, I, I suffered from that a lot in my younger years for sure. And, and as, as I've per, per gotten better in my mind at it, I've, I really adopted the mindset of if, if I'm not going to think about this a year from now, I'm not going to really think about it too much today. And if I'm not going to think about it, if I, if, but if I am, then I'm going to pay attention to it and really, yeah. but other than that, yeah, he's got to let it go. Cause it, it, it does. Everything takes time. It takes yeah. time. It just does. And that being present, uh, that's a t that's a an important muscle to develop and not an easy one. I think a lot of us, especially in the West, um, where we're goal you know gold goal driven, it's all all about you know creating and building things. It's hard to stay present for a lot of us, and so for me, that's a daily, uh, still a daily uh, practice and a daily focus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, that's for sure. So. You, you, uh, we'll talk a little bit about Enjoy Global, but that's you've got a podcast that you've, you've got how many episodes now? Oh, you know, we I think released our 82nd episode, uh, today or yesterday. Um, and we'll, we'll hit 100 uh, before the end of the year, which so, and then we just started this year. So we're going to do have right. done a, a hundred episodes this year, which was, uh, a monumental ask at the beginning of the year. We were hoping to, to maybe do one a week and, yeah. um, and we just, we really love it. Uh, it's a dream come true. I mean, obviously the chance of having conversations with people I would easily pay to be in their presence um, is, yeah. is just, that's a huge gift. And uh, we've, we've got a really wonderful audience that's continuing to grow. And I'm really grateful for that. That's, that's cool. I mean, I've seen some of the people at, while well, we were talking about uh, Khan Apostolopoulos and uh, Dr. Elia, Dane Isaacs and April Sprintz, Randy McNeely, just uh, a lot of people that I know. Yeah that you've had on and yeah, good quality people. And it's, it is fun. It's, it's fun just to have the conversations, just having the conversations. Yeah. It's one of the things when, when COVID hit, we started, we went from uh, one a week to three a week. And, um, and it, interestingly, like my personal uh, experience of life, like catapulted. So even while yeah. the rest of the world was, you know, kind of going through the, the, the challenges that it, for me, I was three hours a week and, and sometimes, and often more cause I'd get their books and I'd read and I'd be, yeah. I, I was just steeped in these amazing people's worlds. I, I found myself happier, more grounded, yeah. more focused, more inspired than I, I, you know, I possibly have ever been. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I have very similar situation, you know, when we, if someone would have told me a year ago that I was going to be doing well, you say three, four hours worth of video like this a week now. Um, I would have said, you're freaking crazy, man. I'm a, look at me. I'm an old business dude. I don't do this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, but as you say, it, it, when you get to meet these interesting people and be a be a part of, of, of their world and just understand and learn and so many incredible people just to talk to and, and get to hear their story, it's, it's amazing. And I love, I'm so grateful for podcasts, both having one, but also listening. I mean, there's so much content and I love the long form, you know, being able to have a conversation where a lot of our world has shifted to the shortest bite-sized piece, you yeah. know, bits that competes for our attention. Podcasting is one of the places, one of the few places where we kind of want, you know, Joe Rogan talks to his guests for like six hours or, you know, yeah. three hours, two hours. And somehow that works. And I think 
you know, for me as well, it's been really nice, whether it's before bed or, you know, before when we were driving more, but you know, it's just, it's really nice to get into a conversation where you could feel like you're sitting on the sidelines as two people are, are talking about things. And, and now I, I always say like, it's, we, we live in such a beautiful time in that we have access, unheard of access to the most inspiring, the most intelligent, the most loving, the most influential people on the planet all the time. We, we all have access to them and can hear what they think because they're, they're being interviewed and, and there, there's so much content out there. Yes, that, that is, that is so true. I, I, yeah, I don't even know what to say beyond that because you're, you, it's, it's mind boggling when you start to go out and you go through the podcast, uh, ecosphere and just look and listen and, and taste it a little bit because there is so much and there's so many different people to sample. Yeah. So speaking of podcasts, what, what are some of the podcasts that you like to listen to? Well, I have gotten a little bit more into Joe Rogan. Um, I love, I I just, he's not, you know, just in certain ways. I like that. I don't know. I mean, he's just, he's at the top of the game. So it's always curious to, um, I, I, who I really am liking is Tom Bill. I'm not going to sure if I'm going to say his name, right. Tom Bill, you, um, impact theory. Uh, he, he's fantastic. Um, I, I like uh, Lewis Howe, uh, Howes, I think is uh, also, and there's a group of them, um, Ed Milet, uh, there, there's a group of them. They tend to interview almost the exact same people, Jay Shetty, uh, you know, these guys, and they're all fantastic. They're also great interview interviewees. Um, Tim okay. Ferriss obviously is, uh, yeah. I listen to him whenever I can as well. Like there's, they're giants in the game. So, um, you know, it's, they're, they're wonderful. So. Yeah, there's some good names there, that's for sure. And yeah. and you know, it it is interesting too because you can you can listen to one person that's interviewed with different people and it's it's a completely different conversation. Yeah. And that's that's it. So, in in uh where you live there, what are some of the things that you like to do outside of working? I mean, hobbies. I'll tell I have a 5-year-old. Um, yeah. and that's, that's my very favorite and biggest hobby uh, that I have. I just, I love being a dad. Uh, it, it, it's just, you know, I think all parents in one way or another say it's the hardest, most rewarding thing that, that we've ever done. But for me, it's, it has opened my heart in a way that I just, I didn't have any reference point for before. And, yeah. um, so a lot of it is centered around him. Um, and, and that's just, it's pure joy. Like, since COVID, again, we've been inside. We're we're sheltering in place with my in-laws, who have been amazing, and and their home in Southern California here, where we're, we're at, like there's a lot to do. They're as a family. My wife's an amazing singer. They're amazing singers. Um, so they, they have a karaoke machine in the house. Um, so we've go. got uh, my father-in-law is a great ping pong player. We've got ping pong in the garage, um, which is awesome. My mother-in-law, they're uh, Chinese American, so and mahjong's a big thing for her. So we play All mahjong. Right. Uh, almost every, almost every evening for a little bit. And so, and they've got a backyard for gardening and, um, a park just down the street that again, before it was, I mean, we go sometimes early in the morning or, but it's, there's a lot to do here and, um, it's all family centered. So, uh, that is my, that is my joy. I'll tell you one funny story because, um, Bodhi, I would wake up, I have him in the morning when COVID hit, I kind of adjusted my schedule so I could have, I didn't start usually before nine or eight 30. So I could have an hour and a half with him. And, uh, 
we got into crafts. Now I am not a crafty person. Like that is yeah. not, that's not a thing I did or yeah. knew, but YouTube, thanks to YouTube and five minute crafts for kids. Now five minutes probably for most people, but for me, that's a good hour activity, yeah. you know, trying to figure it out. But we made everything like every, like we would do that. And, and the whole house is filled with stuff that he and I made. And it got, it got to the point where I was so excited about the mornings. I never, I mean, again, I'm doing things that are designed for a five-year-old, but oh, yeah. I, I, I felt fantastic. Um, yeah. not only that, uh, that, that we, the, that he and I were doing something together, but what we were making, like it, this actually looks like a fish. This actually, this actually looks yeah. like something. So yeah. we had, we've had in, and it, it does revolve around him a lot, but it's fun stuff, whether we play ping pong or go out, uh, go outside, he's got a little bike and a, I have a little scooter. I chase him around. Yeah. Um, so it's a lot that like uh, my outside of work is family. Um, that's yeah. by, by and large the my my giant priority. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny that that you say that about being with your son during COVID. And I've, our kids are 21 and 25 and they they were both with us at the mm -hmm. beginning. Our, our daughter had since moved back to her apartment, but the, um, it was family time. And that's, and you know, then, and that's one of the things that I really think that COVID did for me personally is, you know, they were 21, 25. You just don't spend time with your kids that age ever. Yeah. You know, there, I mean, we have good relationships with our kids, but again, it's game night. It's watching the movie that everybody wants to watch, watching that old movie that we watched when they were yeah. seven, you know? I think it's, I think that's been the biggest silver lining for me personally. Yeah. Um, and to hear that in other families, just the amount of family time that's creative and uh, conversational, whether it's game night or it doesn't matter, but that together time, um, we're with my in-laws. And again, we, they, they, they've been extraordinarily helpful, but we didn't spend time with them. They would babysit or they would yeah. come and, you know, and now, um, you know, we're, we're here probably a little bit, you know, they're probably excited for this to get over at some point, um, you know, as well. Yeah. But but we, and they, so my son now speaks Mandarin with them. Like I'm the dumbest person in our wow. house by, That's by a cool. lot. Like, so everyone, everyone's speaking, I have no idea what anyone's saying. So I just, you know, if they want yeah. me, they know to speak and, you know, the, to say my name and then, but otherwise I'm, 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 and it's beautiful because one gift that I would really love for my son is to, to have the language of, you know, um, my yeah. wife's family. So what a gift. And we just never would have had this kind of time or for him to have the kind of memories that he's making uh, with them, you know, with yeah. them. So it's awesome. Yeah. Spending that quality time with yeah. parents. It's, it's incredible. That's, that's cool. Cause I think that, you know, we can all focus on the, the cruddy part of COVID. Yeah. Right? And there's plenty of that. To that's look fair. Yeah. But this part of it is, is, is truly special. And, and I just feel good to hear that, that you've had that experience as well. Yeah. I feel very yeah. grateful. Oh, that's so cool. That's so cool. Well, let's talk a little bit about uh, about uh, Enjoy Global. You guys are you guys are doing some interesting things there. It's one of my favorite topics. I just I just love talking about it. It's um, you know as a as a company, it's a dream come true. Mm -hmm. um, being able to co-found it with uh, with Linda and the team uh, that we have together are just they're amazing. Uh, we're a small but powerful team. We have a group of developers and then a group of kind of front of the house people. Yep. Um, and I, I was just, anyway, it's been built like, you know, again, I think you know this, but building, building a team is, uh, you know, it just, it takes, 
it takes a lot, a little bit of luck and a lot of work and all those things. And we just, the people that, that have chosen in to work with us are amazing on all levels. And, uh, what, what we're creating as a team, I'm just so proud of, uh, and each of the individuals, um, like literally one of them coming out the entire thing, like uh, the entire thing falls apart. So each person is absolutely essential and it's, uh, that's been a joy. So enjoy global for the last eight years, we've been in corporate America and we, we, our software company, we created a platform that makes 30 day challenges, like a gamified uh, series of 30 day challenges for employees yeah. to build the muscles um, the, of the essential soft skills. So we used it under culture, the culture umbrella, but they'd work on emotional intelligence or the core values of, of the company or leadership mindsets or behaviors. Um, mm -hmm. And they would play a game basically where they would be practicing this and, yeah. and, and ultimately building those muscles. Um, which has been amazing, but recently, and I, this is just the most exciting part is we always, we're entrepreneurial by nature and our kind of our tribe, our people are the creators, are the yeah. authors, the speakers, the, the trainers, um, who the boots on the ground, the people who are really, you know, their mission in life is to help as many people, uh, yep. grow and develop. And so we're using our platform now to make their content experiential in a, in a revolutionary way. So if you can imagine, any book that you've, I've got an entire bookshelf of books that I've devoured or some that I haven't read as much. But if you ask me how much I'm actually implementing from any of those books, I'd be hard pressed to tell you like, oh, I'm using that or I actually mm -hmm. did. And that's, that's not our fault. Like we all, a lot of us have that story. It's not actually our fault because we're not designed to assimilate uh, uh, a lot of information at one time. And it's even harder for us to create a new habit or a, a, in our already yeah. very busy lives. So having a, a simple way that virtually holds your hand while you work on the things that you want to work on, it's a revolution. This is where the future of learning and personal growth is going to go is it's going to be a series of 30 day challenges um, where people are being guided by their favorite leaders in, in whatever topic it is that are virtually holding their hand while they try on the key elements of whatever, you know, becoming a better leader or starting a business or having more confidence. It doesn't matter. We had, we had 400 high school kids in the spring practicing empathy, like working on empathy and 400, uh, junior high school kids working res on resilience. It doesn't matter. The yeah. idea of just practicing stuff that really develops character and that develops, you know, a higher quality of life. Um, that's, we get to be a small part of that for a lot of people, which is cool. Yeah. I'm right. I'm writing that down because man, I tell you, there's, I never thought of it in that way. When you talk about practicing empathy or resilience in kids in high school and stuff, and there's so much, there's such an impact you can make in, the, in that kind of thing, because I've, I'm often sad because there's a lot of kids that don't have the influence that they need uh, in their lives at home. Like we were talking about you with your son and, and, and things like that, that these kind of tools would help them develop their themselves a lot, a lot better. I mean, all leaders, like any, I'm sure a lot of people you've interviewed, like the qualities that make people truly successful, aren't what they aren't what we learned in school. It's just not, no. it's just not. And so where do we get that stuff? And it is only often it's only if we're lucky enough to have had a mentor or, or parents who were around and had time and, and conscious enough to, to work on those things. Or if we, like the very small percentage that somehow luckily beat all, you know, defied all the odds. Yes. But most of us, the giant majority of us could use some help and our educational system isn't designed to build those muscles. So yeah. we're left to do it on our own. 
which is again, why the self uh, improvement and the personal growth industry is huge. We're, we crave that, but the problem there's, there's big holes in those business models. You know, if you think about reading a book or going, the, the example I always give is, I, I don't know how many training seminars or workshops I've gone to, but even if I take copious notes, like yeah. I'm writing, I'm committed, I'm in, I'm totally sold on this. I'm promising myself I'm going to apply it within a couple of days. I am right back to where I was before the challenge. And if most of us are being uh, before the workshop, if most of us are being honest, that's a very familiar experience because yeah. left to our by ourselves, it's hard to create accountability and structure to implement a new thing. So we're using the platform to make that easy and fun. And uh, we use positive psychology and gamification. And that's like, like that's the, the magic formula to really make change uh, not only fun, but, but uh, work. It is, it is. And Professor Pete's been on here. He said he's working with you guys on a stress yes. 30 day challenge. That will be awesome. This is like, and again, now Professor Pete is an expert in stress reduction, yeah. management, all those things. And that's great. Like he's studied it. You know, he's a professor. He like, he just understands things. Yeah. But when you, if you think about it, if he could virtue, if he could hold my hand for the next 30 days and make sure I was doing the things he knows would help me move the needle in terms of how I deal with stress, that is awesome. And, yeah. and he's put it in a book. He's like, we're doing, everyone's doing what they can, but the next evolution is being able to be in your po in their pockets. So we're going to put Professor Pete in everybody's pocket because um, when they need it, he's right there. Yeah. And, a and using a little bit of, yeah, using the formula that we have with his content, you can imagine how powerful that'll be. Well, yeah, you know, the positive, the the positive reinforcement formula or the stuff that you guys add to the, the, the content and then the, the repetition over time. I mean, I've used repetition over time to try to develop new habits and I'm not, but you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a to-do list kind of person, a task yeah. list. So, so I have on my list every day, the first thing I do, I'm going to read for, for 30 minutes. I read for 30 minutes now. I don't need it on mm. there anymore, but it's there. Yeah. And I do. I read for 30 minutes. I write for 30 minutes every day. Mm. But if you don't, if I would not have had something like that that was poking me for those first six, eight months, I or however many, you know, the first yeah. 30 days at least to set the habit, and it just really wouldn't happen. Well, I think it's, you know, it's, it's super easy when we think about it, but you, but most of us approach our personal development, like I'm going to go to this two day workshop or yeah. this five day seminar with Tony Robbins. And then I'm going to be in, I'm going to be in shape for the rest of my life. I mean, that's kind of like going to the gym once in January and saying like, that's good. I'm good for the rest of the year. Yeah. You know, this is, is it, this is a daily practice. It's something that we need. It's exercise. So we have, we, we hear the terms 21 days or 30 days to form a habit. The truth is that's the amount of time it starts. It takes to form new neural pathways. But we, if, if any of us have ever made a commitment to go to the gym and we made it three weeks, are we still going? It's not a guarantee. It's, it's giving us the best chance to form a new habit only when you really take it to heart and however long you needed the support until it be, until you didn't in writing yeah. and in reading. And, yeah. and that's what we're saying is like, have the framework. How can we, now we can use technology that if you have great content, which you do, people do, the content's there. That's not the problem. But information alone is only half of the equation. We yeah. have to apply it. So it just, the, now the, the big challenge is how do we help more people apply what, what, what they know that what they already know would really move the needle from. And if they don't know that the expert uh, or the author or the trainer knows, if you'll just do this, 
this will really move the needle for you in your life. That's that's really really cool because it it is like, um, it is it it is it's in the application. It's in the application of it, and the consistent application is is really if you make it and gamifying that, it it changes the whole thing because we've known for years and years and years that gamification it increases the learning potential like crazy when you do this stuff. So, yeah. The the example I always get like so. I'll give you the, uh, yeah, our game of, let's see what our habits are. Yeah. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful. So the, we, we use positive psychology and gamification. Now positive psychology is basically, it, it's a science that studies how good we are, how we perform when we're in a positive state of mind versus negative or neutral. Now we all inherit, we all know that we're better when we're in yeah. a positive state of mind. We're more patient, we're more creative, we're better partners, we're better leaders, but just how much better is what the science is showing us. And it's not a little bit, it's a lot. But the more important thing is that working with neuroscientists, they're finding that there are some simple but powerful exercises that no matter where we are on the continuum, we can all learn to move into a positive state of mind more frequently and stay there longer with practice. Now, wow. it, it, what's great about that is if, you, if you've ever, I don't know, if, I always like to show the slide. If you've seen a brain scan of someone when they're in a positive state of mind, every single learning center turns on. We literally light up versus when we're in a negative state of mind, it's just darker. And the yeah. statistics are, I mean, every single business metric improves, uh, it improves. Every single quality of life metric improves when we're in a positive state of mind and not a little, they improve a lot. So the really the keys to the kingdom for us are if we can build challenges where we're helping people get into a positive state of mind more frequently and stay there longer, they're the best version of themselves while they're learning whatever they're learning, while they're working on whatever they're they're yeah. working on. So that's the first part. And then gamification is just using elements of a game applied to a real world uh, activity to trick the brain into moving it out of another thing on our already overwhelming to-do list and yeah. into something that we get to do. Um, and I, since I come from the video game industry, like that's an industry yeah. that's studied billions of points of data to see what kept people playing stuff. Oh, yeah. And they, and they figured out there's like seven elements of a game that, that trigger certain parts of our brain to want more of that. Well, and that's awesome that the data is there, but parents have been, parents have known this for thousands of years. And I always use the, ex the example, I have a five-year-old and if I want him to clean his room, like I'm the dad, I'm bigger than he is. I can make him clean his room. And that's yeah. one experience. But if I tell him about the one little boy in Oklahoma that currently holds the world record for the fastest cleaning up of a room ever, it's four minutes and 32 seconds. And I don't think it'll ever be beaten. But if he wants to, if he wants to give it a try. I'm happy to get the stopwatch. Papa, get the stopwatch. I know I can do it. Let's do it. And that gets the same thing done, but his experience totally different. And yeah. as adults, it turns out we're not that much different. If we can trick our brains into feeling like we're playing something or getting to do something, even something like personal change or personal growth, we can move out of this is work into yeah. something that this is play and fun. That is incredible. Yeah. That is incredible. Plus it makes me think that I wish I would have known you about 20 years sooner. <laughs> a lot better parent. <laughs> but that's it is it is interesting it's not it, it's really I can see where you get pretty fired up about this because oh. the, the applications are are endless almost and and then being able to connect with some of these these great leaders that are out there teaching people some uh, some really incredible things professor Pete being one of them but it, it just and and just 
because of the impact you're going to make. We in corporate America over the last eight years, we've had tens of thousands of employees that have gone through, you know, challenges. And we have thousands of testimonials of them saying what what working on, you know, their attitude and their their relationship skills and their their emotional intelligence around whatever else they're working on has really impacted them not only in their business, but as people. Yeah. But now that it's going direct, you know, now that creators are going direct to their tribes, you know, and we work with a lot of influencers on, on LinkedIn who already have a really big reach. But if you can imagine again, it's going to just only get bigger. Like people's reach is going to get bigger. The world's going to get smaller and technology is how we're going to stay connected. And so now, um, all of our creators, you know, again, as another way, they may have a book, they may have a coaching program, they may have yeah. workshops and seminars, but now also we want them to have an experiential way for people to step into the work and do it and try it on and see what the impact actually is in real time and have all of those creators watch and see. I was just on with Khan, I, I was telling you, and he said, you know, we do all this work and, you know, at, at some points we're like, I, God, I hope it's really, I hope it's making the difference that I hope it, that, that I, I feel like it is. And this is proof, you know, you can go on at any time and read all of the wins that people are having and all the things they're sharing. You're like, yep, that was the hope like making an impact in people's lives on a daily basis. Um, and, and that's important. That's an important part of the feedback loop that all the creators really get a chance to see the impact they're having because they are. I mean, it is it is obviously powerful, but that should be something that we're um, yeah. celebrating. Yeah. I never thought about it because as a creator, then you're going to be able to see the progress of the people that are using, that are using it to help them. It's it brings tears. Honestly, when I'm, yeah. I, I go into any of yeah. any of our creators ones, and I just read when, and our entire team does the same thing. Whenever we're not feeling great, we go read just, we have a thing called the wall of wins, which yeah. is one of those exercises that basically you think about it. Most of us only celebrate big wins and which only happen once in a while. And even then we're not that good at celebrating those usually. Yeah. And one of those exercises from positive psychology is just focusing on smaller daily wins. And these are things that we tend to take for granted, tend to skip over as not big enough to really celebrate. But the thing is, the brain doesn't really distinguish that much from a big win and a small win. We get the same, almost the same benefit from celebrating the small stuff. And by and so that's what people are listing as in like a new, a positive news feed. It's just this: everyone yeah. playing is sharing a win that they had each day or a couple wins, and all of a sudden it's this: it's the most positive place on the internet. You just start seeing person after person. And it, some of it does, it does a couple things. First of all, you're able to high five and comment and yeah. it's a nice way to connect, but it also starts for me. And we hear this a lot is it's like, Oh, like I did, I had that experience, but I didn't even consider that a win. Um, or I didn't consider that a step in the direction of my goals. And now just by watching other people and what they're sharing it, you immediately start to acknowledge like, wow, I, I have actually been doing more than I've been giving myself credit for, which reinforces again, uh, the good feelings and the dopamine, and all of a sudden you want to take an, another risk and take another step in the direction. It's a it's a positive snowball effect. So um, we call that kind of positive habit stacking. And if you stack if you stack a few of these habits on top of each other, even though they're small and only take a minute or two minute here and a minute there, the effect is really compounded pretty strongly. Yeah, that's cool. I was writing that down because the positive habit stacking. That's that's that is, and you know it, it is. So, so true what you said about your brain doesn't know the difference because I, I don't know how long ago it was when I started. I, and I've I, honestly, I've had some challenges with myself as far as, uh, you know, 
keeping myself in the right mental attitude, right? And I heard from somebody, it had to be almost a couple of years ago now, they said, celebrate the fact that your eyes opened up and you woke up this morning. When you get up, celebrate that. Yeah. And I did. And it's like, when it starts with that, just mm-hmm. that little teeny thing in the morning, it's like, man, I'm up today. This is going to be good. That's where myself. That's where it's, it's amazing. We're big believers that one positive thought in the morning can really set the tone for the experience for the whole day. Um, our, our platform sends a, a little text or notification at 8 a.m. in the morning. It just says, uh, hey, Damon, happy Tuesday. Click here for uh, your morning dose of inspiration. You go there and there's a little inspirational thought or quote on your dashboard. Yeah. And it just takes 10 seconds. But you can imagine it does a couple things. First of all, it is inspiring. Second of all, we know from neuroscience that the brain can't read something positive and be in a negative state of mind at exactly the same time. And third, by doing it, by sending it out every morning at the same time, the brain starts to look forward to it. It wakes up and says, I'm going to be inspired now. And so that's different from how most of us wake up in the morning with going right to email or the news. And it's just a different experience versus I'm up, I'm excited about today or, you know, and it, and so people, thanks to you, thankfully you're able to do that on your own. A lot of us find it could be, it's helpful if we get a little, a little support in that, in, in that oh, way. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just, um, yeah, it, this is really, really something what you've developed yeah. here. And, and I'm, I, I can, I could only imagine I would be bawling like a baby reading the damn oh. the thing is cause it's, you know, just the, just seeing the impact. It's gotta mm-hmm. be just, it's gotta be. It's hard. I mean, it's, we had one story, a, a woman um, in corporate America, and she wrote us a note. She said, I, uh, and it started out, um, I have to tell you at uh, the way I was, I wanted to write and tell you how much I hated your app. Um, yeah. And, uh, and she said, because, and let me tell you what, why and what happened is, you know, I was going through this challenge and it was working on being grateful and other things. And I was, um, and then my, my father, um, you know, had something happened, he ended up in the hospital and there was, and he was, it took a turn for the worse. And, and then every morning I was being asked to come up with a couple of things I was grateful for. And I was angry that you were even asking. And, um, you know, I'm going through this terrible thing with my father. And then, um, then I realized I was with him sitting there. And then I started to move to like how grateful I was for him and the time that I've had with him and all the amazing memories. And it was because it was on my mind. And she said, then each day I visited him in the hospital, that was, that was the energy I brought in was how grateful I was for him. And so she said at the end, this has been a brutal month. It's been brutal on one side and beautiful on the other. And so she combined those words and, and, and again, she actually spoke much more eloquently than I did justice to it, but it was so like, that was it. Like the fact that in one of the hardest things she's going through, she could feel just a little bit of support. Um, And that was an extreme example, but it, it's that that always gets me that one. It's it's amazing. That that is absolutely amazing. And uh, here's something we've got, uh, Michaela, uh, Michaela, excuse me, is here saying hello. But then Professor Pete, he he told me this a while ago, and 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 he always helps me with this when I when I remind him of this because I I have to tell everyone this about about the thing about waking up because it's been such a powerful thing for me personally and people ask me they go how the hell are you like this all the time Mm -hmm. I don't know I I wasn't 10 years ago I I was the you know I was just not that guy and and it but when you do it it it's amazing 
One of the greatest gifts we have as humans is our capacity to choose the, to choose the experience we want uh, independent of what's going on in our external world. That ability is one of the greatest gifts we all have as humans. But so few of us have built that muscle that most of us get swayed very easily by what's going on in the external world. And so, again, that's a lifelong pursuit you know, the number of people that have mastered it are very tiny on the entire planet, but to be in pursuit of that and to be exercising and recognizing a difference in yourself, that you're a better version of yourself today than you were a couple of years ago. Like that's the game. I mean, how, how wonderful to realize that it's possible to choose that. And now you're that person and people see that. And now they're inspired, um, you know, in one way or another, they may stay, Oh, well, just, you can do that, but you can even tell them, you know, I wasn't always like this. And yeah. now and then that gives them permission to try it on. So I think yeah. like that's the beautiful kind of circle of sharing this is that we have this muscle that when yeah. we develop it, um, you know, being human becomes pretty amazing. If it, yeah. 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 That's it's It's so cool, Jeff. Well, you know, Jeff, it's been awesome to have you here. And I mean, you, you get me inspired and fired up and just, just make me just so so i just feel so blessed to get to get to know you better and listen to your story and what you guys are doing is truly amazing uh thanks so much for stopping by today if someone wants to get a hold of you what's the best way to to find out more follow you where should they be looking for you yeah so first of all damon thank you so much like this is uh, just pure joy i, I so appreciate uh, the opportunity to be here and love this conversation so thank you um in in terms of uh, connecting. So on LinkedIn individually, Jeff Bietto, that's easy. Um, our company, enjoyglobal.com. Uh, that's uh, for any of the corporate side of things. And then what I'll just share is we have a, an app. It's called Enjoy Daily, uh, where you can go to the App Store, Google Play and just get it. There is a, it's a, there's a free, it's free. Um, there, there is a way to up, you know, to unlock some more features, but um, it does, it has daily inspirations and a, a, a way to practice some intention and um, you'll just get a sense of it. And that's a great way to join the tribe. Like there's a, yeah. a global community that are just doing that. So any of those places are great to, to get a little bit more enjoy. Yeah. Awesome. So the enjoy daily app, people get it downloaded, man. If it's, if it's, if it's half as positive as you, awesome. it's down, downloading it, on your phone, man. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. It's, and it's not, yeah, it's just the, the group. It's, you know, you imagine you put a bunch of people who are all sharing positive stuff. Like it just yeah. becomes pretty powerful. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Well, thanks a lot for stopping by today, Jeff. It was awesome talking to you, and and uh, we will uh, watch you and uh, just be following you. Good luck thanks. in the rest of the year, and and have a have a wonderful season coming up. Thanks so much, Damon. I really appreciate it. You bet.